Hello and welcome to the world famous Driving You Crazy podcast. This is the show where we talk about all things transportation, anything that gets you from here to there. I am the traffic anchor and the transportation reporter for Denver 7 News, Jason Luber. If you would like to be on the show, you can always contact me on any of the contact links in the description of this show or call the listener hotline at 303-832-0217. Today on the show, I'm going to be talking about lithium. Yeah, that shiny metal that explodes in water and also powers nearly all the electric vehicles that are out there. Now, coming up in just a little bit, I'll be speaking with uh, uh, Zane Callion. And Zane is the CEO and director at uh, Infinity Stone Ventures. And they have uh, mining interests, they say, in Canada. And in just a minute, I'm going to be asking him, all kinds of questions about uh, lithium, where it's going from here, if it's uh, tough to mine, and all these other different uh, lithium questions. So if you were interested in lithium in any way, there you go. Uh, I'll be speaking to uh, Zane here in just a minute, but completely off topic. The other day, I'm standing outside of the store that opens up at 8 o'clock. It's about two minutes before the store opens. I'm standing there maybe with five or six other people waiting for the doors to open, right? The worker, you could see them milling around in there. They're waiting to open it up right there at uh, at uh, 8 o'clock. And then here comes this guy walking <laughs> full speed towards the door in his VW jacket. Yeah, Volkswagen logoed jacket. And he just walks up right to the automatic door as if it's going to magically open. Uh, meanwhile, we're all standing there watching this happen, knowing that the doors are still locked, watching this jackball nearly walk right into the closed door. <laughs> and what did he expect was going to happen? Did he not see us just standing there? Did he think it was going to be opening just for him? Magically, the doors are going to uh, part ways like Moses for him and not for the rest of us? <laughs> well, the doors did not open. They stayed shut. And he looked like a total fool in his VW jacket and shorts when it's 25 degrees outside. <laughs> and then he had to stand out there for a couple more minutes with the rest of us and wait until the doors did open. Goodness, some people. Okay, anyway, uh, BMW thinks it can turn uh, speed bumps into energy. Now, the, the story here is in Verge, and it's by reporter Patrick George, where he says there's a new patent from BMW that may unlock the energy-generating potential of one of, one, of, one of America's most defining modern feature, the woefully inadequate and underfunded road infrastructure. Uh, car Enthusiast News cites CarBuzz unearthing a document from the German National Patent Office that reveals a new suspension design which, if developed and put into production, would allow a car to gather electricity generated just from bumps in a road. Now, the patent could represent a new way to charge an electric vehicle's battery through normal, everyday driving when the road gets bumpy, for which, for a lot of us, is basically all of the time. Audi had a similar idea that it proposed, but it never put it into production. Now, the energy from a car suspension moving up and down when a wheel hits a bump or, or let's say, a twist in the road or something like that, it, it's effectively wasted energy, Right. But the proposed setup in this patent has a little generator, this flywheel, if you will, and this clutch that acts uh, to capture that energy during the bouncing process. So it would actually help you out to drive on a bumpy road and capture that energy and help charge the battery. A BMW spokesman didn't immediately return a request for comment as to whether this particular system is headed for production or not. But it's worth noting that a car company 
uh, they, they file patents all the time for all kinds of different crazy things. And, and not all of them become a reality, but this seems like it's a pretty interesting concept. Anyway, one, one of the details that's missing is exactly how much energy would be reclaimed in this way, like uh, the like the braking system when you, uh, in my car, you let off the gas and it starts uh, picking up, uh, recharging uh, the battery. It picks up energy. And then when you hit the brakes, you actually get some more of that energy back. Um, but for some engineer to design it and patent it, I, I guess it's a interesting idea that, uh, that <laughs> might be coming to a car near you. Well, we've all heard of lithium, right? Especially as it relates to batteries that power all kinds of electronics, including cars. Now, currently, almost all lithium mining occurs in Australia and Latin America and China, and they account for a combined 98% of production. There are efforts to mine more lithium in places like the United States and in Canada. And one of the largest lithium mines in Canada is called the Corvette Lithium Property, which comprises over 200 square kilometers in Quebec's James Bay region. Now, the company Infinity Stone Ventures acquired some land adjacent to Patriot Battery Metals Corvette Lithium Project, and they hope that they're going to be extracting lithium from that area. Joining me now to talk more about this lithium uh, extraction and what makes the mineral uh, so meaningful to us is Zane Callion, CEO and director at Infinity Stone Ventures. And let me say up front first that I do not have, nor have I ever had, any financial interest in this company, nor do I ever plan on having any financial interest in this company. With that being said... Zane, thanks for joining me here on the World Famous Driving You Crazy podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Jason. I'm very happy to be here. And I think you uh, very aptly uh, characterize what we're trying to do in Canada with uh, regards to lithium mining. And we think there's a bigger opportunity not only in Canada, Ontario and Quebec in Canada, but also in the U.S. as well. Um, lithium obviously is a critical mineral in kind of fueling this energy transition that the world economy is currently experiencing as we try to move away from fossil fuels and I think there's a big opportunity to build a, a really solid uh, battery metal supply chain in North America. Um, and obviously governments are supporting that. And this move away or decoupling from China is is really critical to a lot of uh, political initiatives. And, and we want to be there at the forefront of the, of the space. Right. And, and we'll talk more about lithium and talk more about how you get it out of the ground and all those kind of things in just a minute. But you started off as a software engineer. And, and so how did you go from being a software engineer to running mineral mines in Canada? Yeah, so I worked with a, I was a software engineer, started my career in that space. And then in 2015, I sold uh, the company to a venture capital firm based in Vancouver. And I kind of came along with the company and saw the opportunity to uh, participate more on in the investment side. And Canada has a long history of um, supporting and developing natural resource companies, especially in the earlier stages, um, which is where a lot of these lithium companies are, are really kind of being built. Um, so yeah, over the past two years, I kind of transitioned out of focusing on tech investment to more on the um, natural resources and commodity side. And obviously, that's where the market's been kind of moving. And um, at the end of the day, applying kind of the same investment uh, thesis to that we apply to tech companies and SaaS companies that we can apply in the same respect to uh, mineral exploration companies and, and building these companies from the ground up is uh, there's a lot of similarities. But at the end of the day, I see I see a big opportunity in commodities. And it's been really interesting to learn kind of the or realize that uh, natural resources and minerals really are the the foundation of everything. So you can't really have a, a lot of software companies without all of the natural resources that enable um, 
the technology that underlay underlies that. So, and, and you mentioned how you were working at that software company. You were also, or were, a partner at Actus uh, Capital Partners, CTO at Black Ice, the interim CEO at Contact World, VP of Corporate Finance uh, for Hemptown Organics, Chief Executive Officer at Nexco Resources Inc., and now newly named board member of Plantable Health. I'm sure there are probably more in there that I am missing, <laughs> but it seems like that's a he- lot of positions over a short period of time. For sure. I think you, you kind of characterized, you got, you probably hit them all there. Uh, but yeah, no, Infinity Stone and Altus are, are really the core of our business. Um, we take kind of hands-on management roles in a lot of companies and um, provide a lot of guidance. And that comes with kind of being a little bit more involved on the management side. But Altus Capital Partners is where I'm sitting today. And um, Infinity Stone is, is a big part of uh, what we're doing here. So let's talk about lithium mining as I'm speaking to uh, Zane Callion, the CEO and director at uh, Infinity Stone Ventures. Your company was pitched to me as one of the biggest suppliers of lithium in North America. So how much are you producing compared to the big ones like Australia, Chile, and China? Really what Infinity Stone is, is we're a um, battery, What the core of our business is battery metals exploration. So we're looking for the next big deposit. We're, we're doing active mineral exploration. We're drilling for natural resources. We're trying to define a resource. And, and really the sweet spot of our business is taking, is finding these, we like to often term it treasure hunting, but finding these deposits that have been, that are economic to develop, um, have not been exploited, have not been defined. Um, defining the resource, building them to a stage where then they can be developed and mined out by a larger company that will sell the asset to. So really our focus is in this exploration stage. Um, we have projects all over the world with Altus. Really our focus with Infinity Stone is being in Canada. Um, we see a really great opportunity in Quebec and Ontario. Um, this is supported by the need for a domestic battery supply chain from the uh, fueled by a lot of government government initiatives from the U.S. and Canadian governments. The Inflation Reduction Act has a lot of um, requirements um, to meet the criteria for these tax benefits and other benefits um, that the majority of the minerals going into these electric vehicles and the bat- manufacturing of these batteries be uh, come from either friendly countries friendly to the U.S. or nor or- North America specifically. We'll talk more specifically about that in, in just a little bit. But so, so let me get this exactly right. So you guys more just acquire the land and and the areas and the mineral rights, and then somebody else is actually digging in the in the ground. So we we do the drilling and the we do the drilling the sampling. We define the resource. We do all of the kind of all the groundwork. We do the um, environmental studies. The we are what we do is we build deposits to what's called pre feasibility. So or bankable feasibility. So pre feasibility effectively means there's a resource here. We can estimate that there's this much lithium here or this much um, silver here or this much graphite here, and we define the resource and do all of the work the environmental studies all the studies that are required to get a a mine permitted and then we will then uh, sell the asset with all of that work done to a larger company that will come in and actually do build the mine and and take and then start put it into production so how hard is it to get out of the ground then is it too tough for you guys to then have your own mining company is it a complicated process to get that mineral from the surrounding earth and, and then put it in a form that i can put in a battery it's not too tough, and and what I'd say is actually with one of our gra- with our one of our graphite projects, we're actually looking at putting it in production ourselves rather than selling it. It's not particularly difficult. It's just not where our competitive advantage is, and not where our core strengths are. And, and typically, this is how all mineral um, deposits are typically built: is that you usually have what are two turn 
termed explorers or exploration stage companies. And then you have uh, mining companies, which are, it's more, at, by the time you get to the pre-feasibility or bankable feasibility, it's less of an exercise in exploration. Now it's all an exercise in engineering and, and building a mine. And, and that's just not where we like to play. It's not where we see the upside. We're, we're more in the earlier stages. But that said, with our graphite project, we, uh, we are looking at actually doing some pilot production um, in a relatively short period of time, which is something new for us. But um, just with the where the industry is going with battery metals and the specific uh, characteristics of our deposit, um, we see an opportunity to actually move into production a lot faster um, and do it ourselves. But Zane, you can't tell me that it wouldn't be fun to drive one of those trucks with wheels that are 20 feet high. <laughs> oh, we still get to do that, right? We still, have, we, still we, we typically retain some sort of, some sort of ownership in the uh, finished mine. And we, uh, we also often have royalties that we get from any production that comes off the property as well. My guest is Zane Callion, CEO and director at Infinity Stone Ventures, talking about uh, lithium and and I'll ask you about how critical lithium is really to the battery industry. They're they're trying to electrify the world as as we know. So lithium is one of the minerals, but uh, there are some others. As you mentioned, graphite is is another big one. I don't think a lot of people are are in tune to. Yeah, graphite is where we see a lot of potential upside. Not only. Um in terms of its it's the critical nature for the production of batteries, um, but also the potential upside for investors and the general market, where you've seen lithium prices skyrocket and they start to, they've kind of softened over the past month or two, but graphite really hasn't seen that run yet. But graphite is equally as critical um, for batteries, and there's a big move towards using natural graphite in batteries. Right now, it's about um, fifty fit most batteries are about sixty forty. Um, in terms of using synthetic versus natural graphite. And most of the synthetic graphite in the world, the vast majority of it comes from China. Um, and it's very dirty to produce, very energy intensive, not very ESG friendly, not environmentally friendly. Um, and you're seeing this big movement towards using natural graphite just because it's a lot greener to produce. Um, and you also want graphite from less from Chinese and Asian uh, supply chains and more from North American supply chain. So yeah, graphite is something that we're very, very focused on. Um, I think it's going to have its day here in the market very, very shortly. And uh, it's a it, there's more graphite in a lithium-ion battery than there is lithium, and I don't think a lot of people realize that it, it really is a critical part of the uh, of the chemistry that goes into these things. Is there enough lithium? You think uh, not only in in the world but in mines like yours to satisfy the need that's out there? Yeah, li li lithium is a very abundant material. Like I think. It's it exists all over the earth. I think the real issue with lithium is defining a, an economic deposit, and that what I mean by that is deposit that is of high enough grade and characteristic that it can actually be mined economically to meet, and you can actually make money doing it and selling it at the prices of the current market for lithium. Um, there's not enough lithium mines today um, of the of the economic grade that can support what's going to be necessary over the next five to ten years um, in terms of demand. But that said, I think there's more than enough projects that are currently in the pipeline to support what's going to happen. And I think that you have a lot of companies in the right place at the right time trying to build out these mines um, and, and find these deposits to be able to support the market. So if you ask me, do I think we're going to run out of lithium? No, I think lithium is a lot different than oil where it exists everywhere. Um, and I think we have a lot better technology than we did 50, 60 years ago when we were looking for when oil was first kind of being built out and you were finding all of these new alternative oil um, deposits all over the world. But yeah, I think we're, we're going to be in a good spot with lithium. I think it's just, and the prices will remain very stable and it's going to be a high demand mineral. Um, but there's more than enough lithium in the world. It's just, we need more mines to, uh, to supp uh, supply that demand.
And, and you mentioned this just a little bit ago, how the price has been coming down. The Wall Street Journal actually had a story recently saying that lithium prices are down about 30 uh, percent this year alone. Uh, and, and really, it's bringing EV sales down. The lower cost could also potentially boost more sales as these EVs are pretty expensive. They're still a lot more expensive than the same type of car as an ICE engine. So do you think that the lithium uh, price is going to stay lower? Do you think it's going to run back up again? Where do you see the price going and how is that going to affect me as a consumer wanting to buy one of these cars? Well, I think you're starting to see the prices of the cars come down. And obviously, I think that's driven by softening lithium prices. Um, But I think you're also starting to see softening demand in the market with kind of all of rising interest rates, et cetera, um, and economic slowdown. But to that point, I think where if you you say lithium prices have come down 30% over last year, but they were astronomically high last year, too. So they're still very high. Um, They're still very economic for producers. I think you're going to see at the end of the day, EV prices are going to continue to go down. You're going to start to see more EVs uh, on the road. Um, You look in other markets in the world, China and Europe, EVs are a lot more dominant. And that's a lot driven by government incentive. And I think the IRA, um, the Inflation Reduction Act in the US and new incentives in the Canadian budget are really going to continue to drive EV adoption, bring those prices down for consumers. Um, And I think the lithium price is going to be pretty stable where it is, I think that and that's going to be good for producers, good for consumers, um, and good for uh, manufacturers of the cars at the end of the day. Where, Where is that line? Where is that line where the price is good for producers like you, but also good for consumers like me? I'd say where it is right now. And, and when we talk about lithium price, it's it's an interesting market because it's not like spot oil. It's not like I can say lithium costs $80 a pound or something like that. It, it's it, it's and it's priced by kilogram and it's in the tens of thousands um, for lithium carbonate. But the the issue is, is that not all lithium is created equal and there's not really a the price discovery in the commodity market for lithium is not super uh, transparent. It's not a very there's not a lot of price discovery yet. Um, it's just being built. But I think if you we look five years from now, there's going to be a very well-developed market for spot lithium, um, and we're going to be able to price it a lot better. And that'll also help um, consumers and, and manufacturers of cars because they'll be able to have a number of benchmark prices that they'll be able to work against, and they'll be able to buy futures in them um, and be able to manage their manage their costs a lot better. Um, but we're getting there. It's, it's uh, still building. And I think as production increases too, you'll start to see that manifest itself. And speaking of manufacturers here in the United States, we have this law. It's the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. I'm sure you've obviously heard of that. It's it's set aside uh, tax credit money up to $7,500 per electric vehicle. But there are some caveats to collect that money. So half of the credit is really coming and it's satisfied if the vehicle has at least 40 percent of the battery minerals Uh, from the United States or countries with a free trade agreement with the United States, like Canada. uh, And that's where your mind is, obviously, Canada. Do you think these limitations for source minerals is going to be a problem for the automakers as we're going forward trying to find more lithium? Um, I think it's going to be a short-term issue for sure. Um, The the numbers that are and the and the requirements in the in the IRA are very stringent and um, in some respects I'd probably say they're a little bit unrealistic given the current production capacity of North America and countries that have free trade agreements with the U.S. 
Um, it, it's tough. It's going to be tough to be able to meet those requirements in the short term. I think we're, it takes a long time to build a mine. It takes two, three years. And to be able to have enough, two to three years at the very least. And in North America, in some places, it can take 10 years. So I, I think where I'm going with that is it's going to be tough to meet those requirements in the short term. But in the longer term, I think you'll definitely get there. Um, I think there's maybe going to be some adjustments and some a little bit of leeway in the IRA um, for sure. As but we'll get there eventually. You're going to start to see more and more capacity to build the batteries, build the electric vehicles themselves, and then all uh, the um, the raw materials that go into them. So we're getting there. But in the interim, it's it's not going to be easy to meet those requirements. No. But but that could then slow down production. It could slow down sales, especially as the battery issue because one one of the incentives i i bought an electric vehicle 10 years ago and i was able to collect that seventy five hundred dollars from the federal government but there wasn't this caveat about the battery had to be from here and the source minerals had to be from there and all these different um uh problems that that now some consumers are facing figuring out where can i buy an electric vehicle that meets all these requirements i I think in my opinion, I, I think there's probably going to be some changes to the law in some respect. I think they're going to have to give some consideration to the fact that the supply chain is still at least call it three to five years out where they're going to be able to meet all of those requirements. Um, so I think you're going to start to see a little bit of leeway probably in the laws and you're going to be still going to be able to get some sort of credit back. Um, but in the longer term, um, you'll def- we'll definitely get there. We'll, we'll be in a place where you'll be able to meet those requirements. And maybe the requirements soften a little bit. Maybe they don't completely go away, but they soften in terms of the percentages of where these minerals come from and the amount of the battery that's manufactured somewhere else. But if you look at some of these plants, it's going to take two to three years to build out some of these larger plants um, on the U.S. East Coast that are going to supply the battery ch- yeah. supply chain. And, and But one of the problems is that this 40% of this source min- mineral material, it, it's going to go up every year. It's going to go to 50% and then 60%. And then so it's already built into the Inflation Reduction Act. So unfortunately, we're going up instead of either the, the other way. coming back. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and that is going to be tough um, for sure. But at the same time, it, it does uh, it does give incentive for companies to really focus on building that capacity in the short term. And you're starting, it's almost every day you see another major private company um, indicating that they're going to build a battery plant or they're going to build an EV plant. And I think that's great for kind of this resurgence in North American manufacturing. And, and that's a, a big focus of the government for sure. My guest is Zane Callion. He's the CEO and director at Infinity Stone Ventures. We're talking about lithium and uh, mining lithium and what it means to you and your electric vehicle. Uh, a new mine in, in the U.S. is trying to get started there in Nevada they're close to coming online. Are, are mines like that good for your business or a challenge? Because now you're seeing other places start to extract what your mine there in Canada is going to be doing. No, they're all good. And and the mines in Nevada are interesting because they're typically mining. Uh, they're they're um, using what's lit, called lith- or lithium solars. So they're extracting lithium from what's effectively sand um, using water. And it's a very different type of lithium mining than what we're doing in Canada, which is primarily hard rock lithium, um, which is crushing rock and finding lithium in these hard rock deposits. Um, but where to go with that is no, it's all good for it's the having a better lithium supply chain and better battery mass supply chain in North America, more producers is good for everyone. It's there's still so such a small percentage of the world's lithium that goes into lithium ion batteries is produced in North America that there's a it's wide open right now for for mining and other companies. So we're not uh where more competitors is good right now. I think everyone wants to build more capacity, build more of a supply chain, build more of a market, and it's good for all companies at this point. 
but lithium, it, it, the demand could come crashing down as, as I know there's companies here in Colorado that are working on other types of battery technology w- with those kind of technologies that are going to be coming online maybe in the next four or five years when some of these lithium mines are going to be producing a little bit more. Is there a chance then that we're going to see the lithium battery uh, maybe uh, surpassed by other battery technology that might be better, give EVs longer range and without having the uh, lithium issues? So as much as I'd like to say yes, um, making batteries for electric vehicles really is a chemistry exercise. So the issue is not so much to say, okay, well, we have this we have this technology that uses less lithium or uses no lithium to build a battery, and this is going to be more efficient, will give us more range, it's going to be a better opportunity. That's one thing. But the real issue is going to be scaling that technology to be able to produce batteries at scale. And that's where lithium has been around for so long, and there's been so much money invested in it. And Chinese companies have done so much work in the space um, to build out this scalable, scalable part of the business that is going to be tough. Well, you could say two, three years from now, you're going to have technology, battery technologies that are more efficient and are going to give you longer range and are going to use not going to use lithium. It's still going to take five, 10 years, 15 years from there to be able to scale, put those technologies in a place where they can actually scale and be able to supply a market of everyone driving an electric vehicle. So I, I I actually am supportive of the idea of having batteries that are not lithium based and more effective, but I just think it's naive to think that it's going to take two to three years. That's probably going to take five, 15, 20 years to be able to get to that stage. So, so obviously, as, as you were saying then, that lithium is going to be in demand and will be for the next 5, 10, 15, at least years. And the average guy would think that a company who mines lithium would practically be printing money. I, I was looking through some of your financials, but it doesn't show that kind of income and growth that you would think that a lithium company would be. Yeah, so, so we're, we're still in that area. We're still in that early stage of, of getting of doing the exploration where we're building out these these deposits and, and it is a very capital intensive business. I think that's that's one thing that a lot of people need to understand with mineral exploration and mining is that it takes a lot of money to build these things out. Um, there is very high demand for lithium for sure, but we're still in that stage where we're we're, we're defi- defining the deposit. We're building the pipeline. Um, we're we're selling the upside in, in the future, but we're not quite there in terms of being able to realize those in a uh, insignificant uh, influx of capital and, and revenue. Do you see your company in the lithium business in the next five or 10 years? For sure. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's, that's where we're focused. That's where we see a lot of value. I think graphite's going to be big for us as well. Um, especially in the, sh- I think graphite's probably bigger in the short term and lithium in the longer term. All right. Zane Callion, CEO and director at Infinity Stone Ventures. Thanks so much for being here. I, I really appreciate your time, your insights and your expertise. No, thank you. Appreciate it. Again, I, I want to reiterate, I, I do not have, nor have I ever had any financial interest in that company, nor do I ever plan on having financial interest in that company. Also, to be honest, I was pitched to this guest and I thought it, it could be a value when talking about metals for batteries. But when I was researching the company, I found a lot of stories with Zane pimping investors to get on board with the company. And that that's not my interest. I was just looking for some information on EVs and mining and because uh, I do think it's it's interesting uh, how the source materials are a major part of this. And we've heard a lot about the source materials. And maybe I should ask Zane this is about uh, that the source materials and collecting them can actually be more harmful than what uh, I- the finished product is helping. So everybody wants to say that the EVs are going to save the planet, but extracting the ore and refining all of these minerals and 
the, the work that goes into it, uh, it can be actually more polluting than what the EV, your electric vehicle, is solving in their mind. Um, and so anyway, I should have asked, uh, I guess I should have asked him that. Anyway, I, <laughs> maybe next time. Anyway, thanks again for being here. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Jason Luber, the Traffic Guy. Be safe, and as always, happy motoring.